startuprad.io. Your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Again, with the startup news this month in GSA Startup for April 2022. And I have Chris with me here from New York. Hey, how are you doing in the early morning there? As always, uh, I'm doing fine. I feel as if I have a bit of a spring cold coming up, but I test myself every day. Uh, apart from that, things are really looking great. And we are in one of these, uh, one out of two weeks of the year where you feel invincible in New York because it's such great weather and time to get your bike outside. And I got a new bike. Not from a startup, but I, I bought a new bike from uh, Brompton, British. Two things. First question, when is the other week you feel invincible? And secondly, drive carefully, man. Yes. So there's one week in, in fall, which is usually nice. But then this is it. Apart from that, it's either too cold or too humid. Apart from that, living in New York is hell. But two weeks, you get two weeks. That's the thing. Great. Guys, welcome to this month in GSA Startups, April 2022 by StartupRate.io. As we said, Chris from New York and me from Frankfurt. This recording is sponsored by Invest in Hessen and StartupRaven.com. It is in radio syndication with our very own station, Startup.radio, and the blog Fanzine and our partner partner internet radio station IBGR Network. We recorded this news episode on Monday, April 25th. The next news will go live on the 26th of May, the day we celebrate Father's Day here in Germany. For this reason, we have at this date two publications, the news and an episode on men's health. As always, all news not included here will be published in our next news episode. We also partner with the EU Startup Summit and Arctic 15. You get a discount at both events with our codes in the show notes. Uh, by the way, EU Startup Summit is taking place in Barcelona. I will be there in person May 12th and May 13th. And Arctic is taking place in Helsinki beginning of June. Let's dig a little bit into our highlights. Despite slightly declining global VC investments, GSA still generates unicorns. This time we welcome Grover and Choco officially in the league. Swiss Becom is not confirmed, but also a massive investment. Apple and Porsche are rumored to work together on a joint project. Gorillas is looking for funding again after raising a billion US dollar in September 2021. Germany's second most valuable fintech, Mambu, had to publish its numbers. And the Corona patron registration app, Luca, first boomed during the lockdown. Then their data protection was questioned. And now they pivot to a fintech with the backing of investors, including the WeFox founder. So let's talk startups. Our enablers invest in Hessen. This show was made possible by Hessen Trade and Invest with the brand Invest in Hessen. You can learn more about them at www.invest-in-hessen.com. We also run a dedicated sub-podcast with all interviews and news in cooperation with them. You can find them at 
techstartups.sounder.fm and of course, startupraven.com, the best way to identify investors and corporation partners for early stage startups. Sign up for early access at startupraven.com. And I do believe, Chris, you have background knowledge from New York and some top news, right? Yeah, let's dig deeper a bit into a couple of the stories that you already mentioned. So, um, because what we see right now is that despite overall cloudy outlook on capital markets, uh, unicorn creation is still going strong. And it seems as if like the machinery pumping out the unicorns is not stuttering yet. So um, you mentioned them already. We have, for example, the burden-based startup Grover, um, which uh, according to Deutsche Startups became a unicorn. Um, Deutsche Startups had this exclusively. Grover is now a seven-year-old company funded in, founded in 2015 that enables customers to rent gadgets like smartphones and tablets. So um, congratulations to that. We also see that Choco raised 111 million US dollars in a Series B funding, which now puts them at a valuation of 1.2 billion. And um, Choco is uh, a food technology company, basically bringing together restaurateurs and their suppliers on a digital platform in order to optimize the purchasing of the restaurants. Um, so also congratulations there. What we don't know so far is if the Swiss uh, cloud-based compensation management platform of Bcom now actually is a unicorn or not. They got a, a 277 million euro backing from Sumeru Equity Partners, which kind of puts them into unicorn territory. But we have this little disclaimer here or asterisk here to say we we don't. Uh, it's not fully confirmed yet. And what Bcom does is they offer. Um, a compensation management solution where you can have like compensation rewards, um, bonuses, incentives, sales commissions, and it's all on one uh, platform in the cloud. We also, uh, other in terms of other top news apart from the funding, we got new news in the like everlasting story of uh, maybe an Apple. Apple Car. Um, so apparently Porsche AG discussed possible joint projects with Apple, but um, maybe that's just the rumor mill churning out stories there. We also have new news from Gorillas, which uh, is a startup that is really, really working hard to be mentioned in every uh, in every show of ours every month. So Gorillas, as you may know, is one of those speedy delivery startups. Um, they not only became a unicorn very fast, but it also appears to be pretty much of a cash-burning machine because we saw that they raised 100 and 850 million euros, which was 1 billion US dollars at the time in September, but is now already looking again for new investors. So, um, I mean, we know that they have a pretty aggressive international expanding, uh, expansion strategy going on. But, um, yeah, I would be really curious to see what their end game is in terms of, um, is the business actually working at all at its core? And are they now just trying to get volume and then, um, one, and then are going to increase profit later on? Or, um, what is going on there? I myself, um, uh, as, as we spoke about it a bit, um, tried those speedy delivery startups. It's a good 
um, thing. I mean, it's super fast, but A, also I kind of feel bad a bit for the people who do the delivery and B, the, um, just like the amount of fees and tips that you pay on top is really a lot. It's like an additional 20 to 25%. So I'm really curious to see how many countries and customers are willing to um, accept that kind of business model. Chris, you know what? That kind of reminds me of the red hailing boom we went through a few years ago, you know, with all this, all the companies trying to make a, a big buck on the right hailing with a very thin margin. Um, and Uber yeah. is now listed, but still not profitable, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, and I think we, we spoke about it before. I mean, obviously, Germany is not the only market for retail or groceries, but uh, especially German customers are so price sensitive when it comes to groceries that I really wonder how much they are willing to pay additionally for an at-home delivery, even though it takes place in 15 minutes. But I think, um, yeah, a couple of factors come in play where even like the affluent audience who might be customers, they even might have the social conscience of saying, well, I'm not really sure if I want to, um, if I want to be the person who subsidizes what is pre pretty stressful jobs, for example. Um, but moving on, um, Mambu, now Germany's second most valuable fintech uh, published 2020 results where we see they had a um, 32 million revenue with a 46% margin. I'm, I'm like a startup. I'm just making up numbers. <laughs> And, um, 32 million uh, euro revenue with 46% margin. Um, but please note here that those 32 million revenue only puts them, put them in sixth place for German fintechs. But growth prospects seem to be great. We have a bit more about them in our show notes. And you also already mentioned that the Luca app, which was the app that for a while you had to use in every German restaurant if you wanted to eat um, so that they could, could do the contact tracing regards to the pandemic. But they now pivoted and uh, got actually some well-known investors who believe them. Um, the WeFox founder joins, uh, joined a 30 million euro funding round for the Luca app, and they pivot from the patron registration app that I was talking about just now um, to a fintech business model. Today, we don't have, that's it for the top news. Today, we don't have that much regarding housekeeping and time to brag. We're just... We just keep up with our general awesomeness um, and um, we will secretly track all our chart successes in uh, entrepreneur podcast charts and then uh, get back to you about this in the next episode. But for now, we're moving on to the ecosystem and to you. Great. Thank you very much, Chris. The ecosystem, as Chris said, the, the global venture funding fell last quarter for the first time in a year. How significant is that? Asks Crunchbase. To ban or not to ban the EU institutions and Germany seem to be unsure. First publication, European Parliament rejects ban on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Second piece of news, Germany becomes the most crypto-friendly country ahead of Singapore and the US. And third piece of news, the German blog Netzpolitik.org 
meaning NetPolitics, uh, known as a reliable and well-informed source, reports after reviewing internal EU documents that they are still working on a Bitcoin ban behind closed doors. Germany and the EU, I have to mention here. And um, Chris, would you put uh, NetPolitik at the, on the same level as Politico in the US? No, oh, I think that would be an insult to the Netpolitik people, actually. <laughs> I think, I think Politico is much more of like a, is much more gossip about politicians who did what. And Netpolitik is a very substantiated, in-depth, um, publication working on actual digital policies. And I think, as you said, it's like super reliable. It's a very good source. Um, leaving Germany, the main reason for German startups leaving Germany? Well, According to your survey, we found it's funding options and exit options. And we do have Germany's largest VC rounds, which kind of um, shows a trend Chris and I have been highlighting in the news for some time. It used to be the case that it was Berlin, 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 Berlin and Munich. And now we have uh, 2022 so far, meaning likely until end of March, beginning of April. Um, number one was Forto from Berlin, 250 million euros. Hi to Jen from Wiesbaden, Hessen, 200 million US dollars, which is the world's largest private investment in green hydrogen. Volocopter from Karlsruhe, we cover them frequently, 170 million US dollars. Staff base from Chemnitz, 150 million US dollars and Vivid Money from Berlin, which makes um, Berlin holding 40% of those funding rounds. Uh, it used to be complete dominance, which is good for Berlin because um, there'd be a lot of other great funding rounds as well as for other places because they also get some nice funding. Then we come to a topic that zombies also tend to die. Um, we're talking about the German Facebook clone here called MindVZ or StudiVZ. Um, StudiVZ was a one-on-one -on -one clone of Facebook, I do believe. At, at the time I was in college back in 2006, basically the only difference was Facebook. Everything was in, uh, within variations of blue. StudiVZ, everything was in variations of red. Facebook, only English. StudiVZ, only German. That was the only difference. Everything else was one-on-one, -on -one, completely cloned. It worked out for some time pretty well uh, for StudiVZ. Then Facebook opened up to the non-student community. Um, the Germans did this as well as MindVZ. And then eventually um, Facebook entered Germany and that completely stopped them dead. Yeah, and it was really such a textbook example for networking effects because in the beginning you wanted to be on StudiVZ because so many of your friends were there and nearly no one was on Facebook. And then during college, when everyone started to do um, international semesters uh, or went to Erasmus, then you realized, oh, the international people are all on Facebook. So kind of the migration started and this is what it, in the end um, also became problematic for StudiVZ. Mm -hmm. MindVZ became something of a virtual ghost town for years. The only messages I personally have gotten was when a paid or unpaid moderator posted a happy birthday message on my board. Um, but even that stopped. At this point, I personally considered MindVZ to be a zombie. But it has been several times since that 
it was rumored or it was said the company was insolvent, it would be completely stopped. But now, during this 2022, it was completely stopped and unplugged. So it's over. Interesting story nonetheless. I do believe this was one of the very big exits early on uh, selling uh, StudiVZ. Yeah, yeah, and also to a German publisher. I think um, Holzbrink lost quite some money on them, I guess. Yeah. But also I think bottom line here is if, if people don't write you an email, a birthday email, you consider them zombies. Plus, um, you, you cannot just survive with copycatting. That is not working. You have to innovate. Um, talking about innovation, Corona changed a lot and some habits will stick. The Germans are, according to a recent survey, Europe's number one online shopper with an average of 6.7 packages a month. Admittedly, I get something like one or two. But uh, Chris, how about you? You you still count as German even though living in New York? Yeah. Oh, I actually toned it down a lot. I canceled Amazon Prime. And um, because I thought I need to um, support my local companies a bit more. And um, I am less on Instagram, which basically reduces my packages also by half in, because the targeting there is so good <laughs> and I'm such a victim. So I would say in the past two or three months, I'm ba I, I probably ordered maybe four packages. It's okay. I'm getting better. What I personally do is kind of the long tail, meaning you get the stuff in your local store, you get this and that and there. But for example, when I want to cook something that reminds me of China, for example, Da Panji, I have to get black cardamom, like big pieces. You barely get them anywhere except for maybe selected Asian stores. And that is something I'll order there. Um, but moving on to the next topic, not in Germany, but still concerning, there was a story on sifted.eu of a VC threatening a media war against a startup after they faked um, documents for potential investment deals. Uh, that was pretty concerning because the apparently the VC was pretty desperate to get in there, but I've never heard of anything like that faking investment deal documents. Whew, that's on another level. Moving on to the hubs section. There are many deserving startup cities and entrepreneurs who will never get any English coverage. Would it not be for us? This is why this section exists. And this time we do have Frankfurt and Darmstadt just for me. And then we channeled Chris' inner geography teacher and he can give you the directions there. But first, two, two news about Frankfurt. Frankfurt-based fintech Leverest raises seven-digit funding round from state-backed BMH and business angels. And online dating Meet5 raises 1.1 million euros in funding. Please note the link opens directly a PDF on their website. Darmstadt based BioVox raises six-digit pre-seed funding for the development of bioplastics. Chris, you got some more, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, moving on to Hamburg in the north. Um, there, the FinTech Express Group raised 25 million euros in a Series A funding to expand their uh, tech software into uh, other European countries. And we saw that Nestlé bought the food startup Ankerkraut, which is um, a special uh, producer of uh, spices and spice mixes in Germany that became famous in Germany uh, uh, as a part of Höhle der Löwen, so uh, the German version of Shark Tank. 
and um, it seems a bit to be inspired. It seems to be inspired a bit by craft food purchasing um, just spices from Düsseldorf, a similar startup. And Ankerkraut could now be valued at a in the range of like 250 to 400 million euros. Um, when Ankerkraut made it public. Um, it became one of these crazy stories where you can actually see what uh, problems it can also cause if your customers really identify with what it is that you're doing. Because uh, Ankerkraut's tweet got more than 1,500 comments. Very few of them were happy. And uh, it seems that Nestle, for the first time, will not really enjoy the deal. And um, yeah, it's an interesting. it was an interesting development going on there. And um, I was a bit baffled by how much people apparently care about where their spices come from. Um, moving on to Midweida, a small town in Saxony, there Kinector raised 2.5 million euro seed investment to enable virtual presentations made from your office. In Ludwigshafen, in uh, Baden-Württemberg, I think, the VC arm of the... Oh, Chris, Rheinland-Pfalz. No. Rheinland-Pfalz. No. You know? Okay, uh, that's a story for, for another... For- For everybody not familiar with this, uh, on the one side of the river, there is Baden-Württemberg. On the other side, there is Rheinland-Pfalz, and he is on the Rheinland-Pfalz side. So you officially lost the honorable geography teacher here. (laughs) But, you know, yeah. If I had to say, if I had any power in Germany, one thing I would do is I would reform the German states, and I would get rid of at least, like, seven of them. And Rheinland-Palatinate would be... um, First on my list to uh, be to be cancelled, honestly. But no one asks me. So in Ludwigshafen, the VC arm of the German chemical giant BASF called BASF Venture Capital invests an undisclosed sum in the Los Angeles-based OceanWorks. OceanWorks is a marketplace for recycled plastic materials and products. In Karlsruhe, of which I'm sure that it is in Baden-Württemberg, uh, we see that Chrono24, Chrono24 is a marketplace uh, for luxury wristwatches that raised 100, and, uh, 100 million euros in August 2021. They're now reported to prep for an IPO in the next year, in 2023. So uh, good luck with that. In Munich, we interviewed the crypto custody fintech Tangany, you interviewed them. Is that how you pronounce it? Tangany. Yes, exactly. I I, I always keep in. Uh, I always have in mind when I was talking to the co-founder there, and I thought, and I told, talked about them because they're in crypto custody, so they have to take care of the cryptos of the clients. And I asked them, where is where is your um where is your level of paranoia? And he said it's on the absolute highest level. Yeah, I still yeah. remember that vividly. <laughs> yeah. And we interviewed them in February 2021, so quite a while back already, but now they have raised 7 million euros in venture capital. Um, a link to the interview is also in the show notes. We saw um, still in Munich that the uh, Munich-based impact VC Bon Venture, they makes, uh, made a final closing on four, uh, on the fourth fund at 50 million euros. Um, they had an original target of 30 to 40 million, so they kind of um, exceeded their goals. And as always, I think also nearly at every episode, we go back to the, mm, yeah, helicopter startup <laughs> Realm. And there we see that the Munich air taxi company Lilium 
pushed back uh, its starting date by one year to now 2025, according to reports in the German press. Uh, we are leaving Germany and move on to Switzerland or the German-speaking parts of Switzerland because we see there that the Swiss green tech startup Daphne Technology raised an additional 4 million Swiss francs in funding. And we um, saw news about the green startup Climbworks. The uh, company just raised 590 million euros, so 650 million US dollars for their carbon capture method from the air. Um, they got big investors like the Picture Group and Singapore's GIC fund. So a lot of hopes are being put on that one. And also another German language company, a company country, Austria, where we see that the Vienna-based EdTech startup Unicorn Go Student now officially entered the US as their 23rd market. And we um, got news from Deos Automobiles from Austria. They just presented their all-electric hypercar to the public at the New York Auto Show. And that's it with the hubs for now. Now, some more general news, tech news, or company news, um, starting with you and the fintechs. I feel obliged since, according to our audience survey, more than 85% don't speak German. Um, in Austria, they all speak German, but in Switzerland, you uh, they speak several languages. There's German-speaking part, French-speaking part, and an Italian-speaking part. And usually, if you don't speak at least two of the languages, you are screwed. In Austria, they speak German, but it sounds like music. Yeah, especially in Vienna. Oh, awesome. Fintechs, um, general news tech companies, companies news section, fintechs. Again, trouble at N26 since they terminated accounts without notice and any further explanation. Of course, customer advocates offer some criticism there. Feather, a Berlin-based intratech startup, floats on 3.8 million pillow in Bed made by unicorn founders is the headline. Read more in the show notes. And the Berlin-based fintech Finmarie launches a new investment app for women. One of the founders I actually interviewed way back in time 2018 when she was still working for another startup uh, back in London. And a very, very few venture capital investment rounds, just selection for us, um, the founders of Berlin-based fintech Lemon Markets ju are just 21, but they raised 15 million euros in seed investment. Uh, Warehousing One, the Berlin-based startup, which housed in 11 million to expand fulfillment network in Europe. EQT and existing investors invest in unofficial Wunderlist successor Superlist reports exclusively Deutsche startups and the World Cup winning football player Thomas Müller invests in clean meat startup Greenforce, which offers their product as a powder to mix it yourself with water or oil. Chris, you got some more news? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. So uh, Road Surfer is a German startup renting out RVs, said that they would go to the US. And um, I'm going to check that out. And uh, the Hunter's Blood article about it was quite interesting, saying that they already have 750 employees. And then we just have some of our stay ahead of the curve news. We have a tool to analyze NFTs. Um, we have musing about how to err is human, but to regret is divine. And we saw how the app store model comes to Web 
three um, a, 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 with an article about uh, the benefits of venture capital in Web3. And all of this you can find in our show notes, but this is it in terms of wrapping things up. That's all I got. Chris, it was awesome again to talk with you about the startup news. Sorry for disturbing you so early. We had a little miscommunication here. But Chris, I have to note today, you owe me a bagel when I'm next time in New York because there was no sirens in the back. Oh my God. Time, maybe for the first time we made it without a siren. That's true. I'm looking yes. inside now, but there's... I, I'm, I'm wondering if one of our audience actually tracks how many bagels you owe me, but I do believe I cannot eat more than two <laughs> considering the size of the New York bagels. There you go. Chris, exactly. it was a pleasure as always with you. We will be back with the main news. Thank you. Have a nice spring, everyone. Bye-bye. Or like, I mean, pe people listen from everywhere. The seasons are all over the place. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring. 